Community Podcast. This is episode number 36 with Andrus Lou and Ben Harbor filling in for Joel Cannon. We've got Patrick Sean Murphy with us and uh, of course I'm Mike Finley. How's everybody doing this evening? Doing good. Good, man. Good, good. Glad to have uh, Andrus. Great to have you on. Uh, Thanks, ben, man. great to nice have to you here. here. We do miss Joel. But, you know, glad to have you guys here and can't wait to talk to you about all the great stuff that uh, Andrus has had going on over the summer and what he's got coming up. Looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, welcome, guys. Um, Andrus, great to have you, Ben. I am really happy that you're here to hang out because I know you're going to you'll be able to. Uh, generate some good conversation with, with Andrus, um, who, who I'm pretty sure will, I don't know, he'll rule the world soon. Um, <laughs> Andrus, what, what, what year of school are you in, Andrus? I am a uh, junior in high school. Junior in high school, okay. About that? <laughs> What's that? Is it bad that I have to think about that? No, 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 no. Well, yeah, at your age it is bad that you have to think about that. Sorry, at our age, it's, yeah, it's normal. It's par. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so, Andrus, we like like Mike said, we want to talk to you about your uh, your experience at flight test, the internship. We'll get to that. Um, but, like, okay, so we've established you're a junior in high school. Now, you first kind of were featured in a flight test episode uh, a while back. Is it is that a couple of years ago now, or how long has it been? Um. Let's see, that was the P-38, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that was the first yeah, one I saw. P yeah, the P-38, I think, was right about a year ago or a year and a half ago, I think, because it was at the, uh, the 2016 NEF event in Akron. Uh, oh, we we yeah. went to that, and I brought my P-38. And that was actually before the P-38 was complete. It was uh, barely flyable. I got it done, like, <laughs> literally the night before the event. It's <laughs> doing the finishes and touches to actually make it fly. But yeah, I got it. And done. the thing, the well, thing is, I, I mean, it's it's spectacular. It looks fantastic. Um, nice. And the thing that stands out to me was you even went down to the detail of having the Fowler flaps on it, and then you were talking about you know all the calculations that you had to do. And you know the, what were you a freshman in high school then? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you you need to calm down a little bit, kid. <laughs> You're a little bit out of hand here, because uh, you know there's a, there's there's a lot of people that that have been in this hobby for a long time that that aren't nearly as talented as you are at building. You are very very talented, um, and uh, I, I I admire what you've done quite a bit. Oh, just just come out and say it. You're just jealous. I have a crush on Mantis. I know he's under age. <laughs> Yeah, the Fowler flap, that was a cool that was a cool touch. I really I really liked that you went there. But obviously as we've established, I'm a sucker for mechanisms. So that was <laughs> that was a cool thing. And the fact that you did it from you know one servo, you didn't do 
you know, you didn't go complicated. You actually right. worked out a real mechanism for it and, and then still kept the whole thing, the rest of the airplane, you kept it light, you know, it right. was, was basically a giant ultralight, which, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. The whole thing, I, I never weighed exactly because I can never find a, uh, an accurate scale that went down that low, but it was, it was definitely under three pounds. <laughs> like, an eight foot wingspan with, with battery, pretty good way to live. With battery. And what was the wingspan? Eight foot, you said? Yeah, a touch over eight foot. Yeah, that's wow. that's some good wing loading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, power flat mac mechanism. Thing. Looking back, servo for one whole side of the wing, like you said, so two servos total. Pretty hectic to do. And uh, it took a while. And looking back, I would have done some few, uh, few things different, like the uh, actual torque rod thing that I used to uh, move all the all the mechanisms. Mm -hmm. It was made out of music wire. It was a pretty thick music wire, but it was still music wire, so it's not quite that strong. Looking back, so I probably get, used carbon fiber get or something. Portion out of it. Uh, yeah, like it, it torques a little bit when yeah, it's not. Yeah, it would twist. Yeah. Well, especially right. over that distance. You're gonna have right. You're gonna have that, um, but yeah. I wanted to ask you about you know your process on the X29. Uh, I know you you know you said that you kind of saw what I did with the F5 and that gave you some ideas. But you did a lot of unique things just on the X29. Uh, I mean the nose is different. Um, the way you've angled it, angled stuff, and and come up with different things. Like where. At what stage did you bring it sort of to flight test? And then what did you work on over the summer? Like, what did you have to refine uh, you um, know, over the course of that? Yeah, good question. Well, I started working on it only like two weeks before I started working at flight test. So I probably built you know, a week or two before, and I cranked out version two right after, just fixing some uh, bigger things that I wanted to change. and. It really didn't change too much from the first version to like the sixth version that we finally came out with. Little things that we tweaked, but overall it's pretty much stayed the same. And uh, what you were talking about with your F5 being the inspiration, that was actually a pretty huge part of it. Like I didn't look much into the uh, how you put together the F5 and the A4 as a whole that kind of sparked the idea for the X-Wing. So that was that was. Well, and that, honestly, I mean, from what, I don't know how much you know about the X-29, um, well, although, the, now that that guy posted in the forum, that gives us a lot of other insights, but the, yeah. the X-29 literally did use the F-5 forward fuselage and nose and canopy, um, right. you know, in, like in its build. F-16 landing gear and stuff. Uh, yeah, F-16 landing gear, um, F-16, or no, F-18 engine. F-18 engine, yeah. And yeah, actually, the, the guy computers, which I thought it was yeah. really cool. <laughs> <laughs> the the person you were talking about actually that posted on forums uh, under the name of X twenty nine, his yeah. name is Glenn Spaked. He he told me how to pronounce it. I'm pretty sure that's the right way. Okay. <laughs> he sent me his uh, email through a, a personal message on the forums, that's and awesome. uh, we got to talking a bit. It's he wow, like he he just had a fascinating story get into a little bit of detail about it, but it's amazing, you know, what he did. That's really cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, when that guy, when that guy posted up, you know, we're everybody, I think everybody was definitely a little, you know, um, not sure. Like, skeptical. okay, they, they're definitely skeptical. This guy said, but, but then Dan Cruz went on and, uh, he did that moderator stuff. And then I went on and did the same stuff. And it's like, Oh, 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 yeah. oh his name is <laughs> this. And you really his name. Oh, he was quoted in the New York Times as talking about. Oh, that's the dude. <laughs> that's pretty impressive, man. Yeah. Yeah. No deal. Heck yeah. That, yeah. That, 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 I mean, he he worked his way up to being, I believe, the vice president of Grumman at one point. Oh my! Really? Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. I'm, well, that's that's got to be a pretty big honor to have somebody like that actually call you out, you know, on something you designed on oh. a foam board in, a, in an EDF, you know. Yeah, he was sharing the stuff about the uh, shoot, I forget what it's called, uh, but where the wing, uh, when you're going at high speeds, like the tip of the wing wants to uh, twist upwards. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Then maybe you can help out with the word. Well, it's not flutter, but it's um, this aeroelastic. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, let's see. Because, yeah, the, anyways. the forward swoop wing, as it flexes, it you know it makes more lift, it's going to want to to bend and diverge then, the wrong way. Yeah. Which is Divergence. why they. Oh, okay, that's the word. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about that with the, the full scale X29. <laughs> and he said in the email, he hopes the uh, divergence speed of my X29, the foam board version, as can do with four cell EDFs. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. If there's anyone that would uh, exceed that speed, it's you, folks. So. Hey, so far, I have not found the upper limit for this thing. I've pushed it to almost 115 miles an hour, and and that's still on four cell. So if so, I I know there's a bunch of guys on the forum that have been asking, and also on my my videos that I posted on my YouTube channel. They've asked, like, will it work on six cell? And I'm like, I don't see why not. I mean, yeah. I, put, setup, I, I put a I put a six thousand milliamp four cell in in this in the nose, so that'll fit. So you could put a four thousand six cell and probably have room. Yeah, uh, and that would that would probably scream. That would oh, man. Rip. That would be scary. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> And I did too. The other great thing about it, I mean, it, it is still even without canard control or even the straight flaps, um, with just Elevon control, it still slows down to very controllable uh, low speeds. Uh, yeah. I was able to, you know, to have a, an airplane that'll go a speed range from, you know, 35 to 40 miles an hour, controllable low speed up to a, over 100 miles an hour. That is a pretty solid. You know, speed range for an RC plane. There's not a lot of planes that can yeah, span, that's a great flight envelope. span that, you know, that speed. Uh, my A4 can slow down to probably about that. It's got a little more wing area, but that on that same setup, it is not going to go 100 miles an hour. It's just fast. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even realize that the uh, X29 could slow down so well before the actual episode that we shot before oh, yeah. with the limbo. The <laughs> Yeah, the limbo challenge was awesome. Yeah, that was so much fun. And you guys probably were flying even lighter than I was, so you had even better low speed performance. What battery were you flying in that First. demo episode? Um, that was I think 
around a four thousand four cell. So it was definitely lighter okay. than your setup. But yeah. the uh, the EDF is also a lot less powerful. So we had a better low end, but not as not as good high. Yeah. Right. So I think the, uh, I think the pusher with the uh, power pack C actually went faster mm -hmm. than the EDF. It's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> So here's here's a question that I got um, for you, Andrus, is how did you get started in the hobby? Uh, yeah, I thought that question would come up. <laughs> it always does, man. Uh, about six, seven maybe years ago um, was when I actually got started in the real RC hobby, but... Back you know, before that, love planes. You know, never take my eyes off the uh, planes going above me in the sky, yep. whatever. Yep. Um. Yep. You know, had all the little air hogs toys and everything when I was little. Yep. I was maybe nine or ten. We drove by a local field that's not even like ten minutes away from me, and I saw these bigger RC models flying. We uh, stopped by to check it out. So, you know, we got the club information and everything, and then we went to uh, that the club held. And one of the guys at the club actually let me fly as Night Vapor. So that was kind of the first real, I guess, RC plane I ever flew, even though okay. it's still an off micro. But from there, you know, I begged my parents to get me real flight. <laughs> I was Generation 5 for uh, Christmas that year. And uh, yeah. two months later or something, got my first plane, soloed second flight, which... I was pretty happy about. Absolutely. So, start from there. Wow. So you were like what five or six then? <laughs> uh, uh, that would have been about when I was ten. Yeah. No, I'm kidding you. You know that. <laughs> but, Boys got uh, grip on the young guys, right? Oh, hey, I got to show you the shirt I got on. You got to see this. Never uh, hopefully you guys can read that. Uh, well, I'm going to be wearing that shirt one day. Huh? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what uh, you got to look forward to, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Andrus. I have the same shirt. And Might as well pre that definitely, now. Uh, we definitely owe Sharon a picture with those together. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, we left do. before it happened to fight. I know, so. I know, I know, I yeah. know. Yeah, but hey, right. as long as we're showing off shirts... Um, yeah. You know, so shout out to our friends from RC After Hours podcast. Yeah, the coordinated oh, yeah. turn. My coordinated turn shirt. OG flight vest shirt, huh? Okay. Actually, oh, nice. OG 14, but the 2014s were super uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, they weren't real comfortable, were they? Yeah, no, remember like the, the weird fabric? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they, they switched from that, but... Oh, uh, Matthew, Matthew Allen is asking if you're in the FTFC 18 World War II Design Challenge. Wait, what? <laughs> so many out, letters. Um, out, out on the forums, there's the uh, the flight test. I think it's the flight community. Is that right? Or probably think, or fan so. community or something like that. Uh, yeah. They're doing a World War II Design Challenge. Um, I think well, that's, that's cool. the one that uh, Joshua Orchard kind of started kind of i think yeah. for, uh, well, he, he kind of passed yeah. it off actually to, who's doing that now um, i'm not sure i don't remember but yeah i don't else, remember either. Else yeah See, that's interesting because 
Um, I was just about to start on a P40 design. Oh, Ooh, well. So maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll yes. see. Well, so you'd have to pick a different one because the, the one of the requirements is airplanes that did not see service. You know what? <laughs> I appreciate that little detail. I actually do because it's there's some planes like the Mustang, Spitfire, whatever, that just get yeah. built too much, you know? So I, yeah. I actually like that. Like one of the ones that, um, that uh, I forget, I don't know which one, what the name of it is, but Josh Finn is doing one that, and there's extra points for collaboration. So he's collaborating with someone else and they're building a mothership, daughtership combination. Uh, no way. So yeah, it's, and it requires two users. It's pretty cool. You should check it out. <laughs> Nice, I will. So, so, so is the never seeing service is that a real requirement, or are you just Andrew? No, that's that's serious. He, he, there's someone posting about it in the chat right now. Service or that's combat. Awesome. Um, they they've got a whole set of requirements written down on the forum thread. Um, it's yeah. it's really well thought out and really cool. Um, the the idea is to try and get people to make stuff that you wouldn't normally see. And right. to then, awesome. and by, you know, by virtue of that, to then bring to light, you know, a bunch of designs that wouldn't normally be seen by people and wouldn't even, you know, be known about. Mm -hmm. So, and then it's also, you know, kind of a fun challenge to make some weird stuff that isn't, you know, in the norm. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like X-29s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if it's all combat in the service in World War Two, yeah, it's didn't. a little, little after World War. I just screwed the whole thing up. Yeah. <laughs> so, Andrus, do you have a do you have like a go to plane that you like to fly, um, or like if there's a day when you can get out and go flying, is there something that you're always going to grab and take with you? Yeah, honestly, these days it's the quads. On uh, any <laughs> oh, sorry, Pat, but just on any regular average day, ten minutes, twenty minutes of the fly, I'll grab a fly, just FPV it up in, in the yard. Um, okay. But if I had to choose plane wise, um, the Arrow is probably one of my go tos for sure. Um, let's see, this this crack yak used to be my go to, but it's about five years old. And it's super beat up. Okay. Uh, it doesn't even find a straight line anymore. <laughs> Crack jacket. But bad. yeah, I'd say the quads. I'm impressed that you have a little foam plane that's actually five years old. Because I don't think I have any <laughs> five months old. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we got another question from my the, plane just uh, don't last from that the long. chat. Yeah, uh, mine don't usually either. And I don't know who Mr. Pickles is, but uh, he's asking. <laughs> hey, Mr. Pickles, what's up? <laughs> he's asking. Uh, he said he used a CAD design uh, when designing the X29. Can you tell us a little bit about what you used? Yeah, so I used AutoCAD uh, 2016 for the X29. Um, it's just a pretty straight up uh, 2D CAD software. Um, it's free for students, too, which is great. Because <laughs> oh, I didn't have to pay. And teachers, too. Yeah. Cool. So free for people in education, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Josh uses Corel Draw, which I just don't understand. I tried using it once, 
oh. and it's just so counterintuitive. Yeah, it's for you. Corel is terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a wow. graphic design program. You yeah, use exactly. It that's crazy. Yeah, that's I I can't I can't do anything in SketchUp because it's just too freeform. I, I can't wrap my brain around. I can't yeah, wrap my head around how you use Corel Draw for that. That <laughs> that makes that makes what he does even more impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but Ben, I was uh, watching you know, your computer screen earlier with you designing the Valkyrie. Should I have said that? I'm just kidding. All right, well, pretend I said it. Cut that out. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. I, what what program do you use? I use a program that is not free, so I don't usually. I don't know. I, I try not to, you know, make a point of it, but um, I, it's called MOI 3D. Um, MOI stands for Moment of Inspiration. It's a three hundred dollar CAD program, um, which sounds like a lot on in the scale in the scope of. Um, powerful 3D modeling programs. It's actually a, a very good deal. Um, but there's other, like Patrick, you're saying that Fusion, Fusion 360 is another good option. Uh, I haven't tried yeah. it, so I don't know how it compares. Um, it's free. But, <clears throat> yeah. The thing that I liked about MOI 3D is uh, it shares a lot of, um, like, I don't know how to say it, but it shares a lot of, of tools and components that uh, mirror and mimics some of the stuff that I do in my day job. So it is a lot easier to use um, for me in the way that my brain works. Um, and you can actually do a certain level of what you call parametric modeling, where like if you draw a circle or an arc or something that has a radius, you can type that radius in you know, as a number and then right. if you take that arc and extrude it or mirror it or do other kinds of operations, um, as long as you don't cut that geometry, if I go back and I change the radius of that arc, everything that I created off of that arc will update. And so it has like trees. Yeah, yeah, it'll have it'll, it has some tree memory to it um, to to a limited extent, um, and yeah. it'll do it'll do actual okay. true curves. Uh, which is they call NURBS type operations. Um, so it's not a polygon based modeler like sh like uh, SketchUp or any of those. Nice. So. Yeah, I was just wondering because I saw how you do your plans for your plans and <laughs> to just go from 3D and then take almost the skin around the, uh, the form to create the 2D model is pretty yeah. cool. And honestly, it would have saved a lot of time. Doing when that on the did, X29 because of all the curves. when you did when you did your X29, where did you start? I mean, if you you worked in only in 2D, so you work from drawings of some kind and yeah, drew it in 2D just, and then sort of unfolded stuff from there. Right, right. Um, basically, I just looked up a three view from online and they used that to trace out all the profiles top, mm -hmm. well, no, top and side, and then from there. Kind of had to match them up and figure out what the uh, cross section would look like almost, mm -hmm. and then take the cross section and then put in the, the curves and the angles I wanted to, and then make a two D model out of that. It was it was a very weird sort of a uh, yeah. I can I can only stuff. imagine. Yeah, that. Oh, we lost Pat. Yeah, I lost Pat. Again. Oh bummer. That happens. <clears throat> 
So yeah, when yeah the my process, I, I that's one of the reasons I like working. I mean, I work in 3D all day long, so my brain just goes there. And mm -hmm. uh, being able to pull, put a three view in 3D space, you're still doing this, the same thing, kind of, same basic process that you're working out, but you can actually model the, um, you know, you, you create your side view, top view, front view, but then you can actually create the geometry inside of that and do all of the weird, you know, combination angles. And right. then from there, unfold it in 3d space and then flatten it out uh, yeah see my problem was that my laptop it just could not handle any <laughs> 3d cad so i was limited to 2d but now Got at least it. i have uh, access to you know a bit of a better computer that can actually run fusion so that's what i'm using now cool <clears throat> so andres andres i'm sorry andres uh, because Dude, we all got your actually, name wrong I, have for... a, I have a little story about that. Um, <laughs> the first full month I was there, and honestly, like I talked to everyone in the shop, and we were just gonna keep it going until the uh, the end of my summer there, and then I was gonna tell him how to pronounce it correctly on the last day. But uh, someone someone messed up and, and said my name correctly, so uh, he caught on. But it was probably definitely. Yeah. It might have been. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> he always said Andres. Yeah. Well, it's we we know so many Andres, and then look at your name, and and that's just how it happens. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. So, Pat, you were going to actually ask a question, though. What? What? Um. Yeah. So, what are your plans after high school? What? Uh, where, what are you going to do? What, what is your aspiration in life at this point? Um, you know, really, <clears throat> I'd just like to work at McDonald's. Uh, that's awesome. like a dream job for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should, uh, you, you should consider the Lowe's paint department. <laughs> is, is that, is that not better? Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's a good time. Pat's enjoying it. So. Yeah, well, I am. I'm having a good time. Uh, Pat really just wants honestly, to know he can come work for you. Yes, I, I, yeah, right. <laughs> when are you going to hire me to actually be in the aerospace industry? I mean, I have a degree in mechanical engineering, so you know, I have, I am of some value. I just need somebody to hire me, and you need to hurry up and you know get your PhD and own a company <laughs> so you can do that. Oh yeah, we have to hire get on a man running for you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, what are your plans, man? What do you um, want to do? Do you know? First of all, college, of course, you know, uh, continue my education. But after that, do something in aeronautical engineering. Okay. Like, I know that's what I want to pursue. I'm just not exactly sure the field of that I want to do, which I was actually talking about Glenn about that, you know, the X-29. Mm -hmm. uh, and he gave yeah. me some pretty uh, insightful advice, which was cool. Considering that it was from the former vice president Grumman, you know. Yeah, that's, that's pretty wicked awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Now, Ben, is your, but, yeah. is your degree in uh, aerospace engineering or aeronautical engineering or, or is you... Actually, no. I got my degree in mechanical as well. Okay. Uh, I just grew up around airplanes, like everywhere. Uh, my grandfather was a flight instructor. He taught my dad to fly. My dad was one of my grandpa's first students. 
and I was one of my grandpa's last students. Um, and my mom has her license and my dad worked on the C-17 program. So I kind of was doomed to be in airplanes at some <laughs> level. Oh um, yeah, that's just such a terrible <laughs> thing to be doomed, dude. <laughs> so, I mean, even in my, my senior project, for for my final like design course at, in college, I convinced uh, my whole team of mechanical engineer students uh, to build an RC plane as our senior design project. <laughs> awesome! Nice. And we built the worst ducted fan flying wing ever. Because um, <laughs> I mean, mechanical engineer brain, you especially an early student version of the mechanical engineer brain. If you have one ducted fan and you want to have more thrust, you would get two ducted fans. And if you want less drag, well, you just put them right in front of one another and the first one will blow more air than the second one. Even and that will air blow faster and it'll work great, right? No, it's not how it works. <laughs> so thankfully, um, we got like a 10 knot headwind on flight day and uh we got a professional like pilot um to fly it so that it wasn't resting on my rc skills um and so it actually got off the ground and had enough for us to fly and it flew and it was fine but um i mean it was it was two 55 millimeter ducted fans in line and <laughs> They made total, it made a 1.5 pounds of thrust installed. <laughs> <laughs> and the airframe and the airframe weighed six pounds. <laughs> How did that even take so it? It taxied around a little bit. <laughs> I mean, well, flight weight. I mean, that was including batteries and everything. So, I mean, oh it was, gosh. yeah. So, what'd you get? We, we, Unlimited vertical out of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, as long as it's going down. <laughs> but it no, it flew only. It flew once and only once, and it never flew again. And yeah, but you graduated. But I graduated, and then yeah, I went on from there. And I now, now I know a lot of the reasons why that barely flew, and why all the things that we did on that program were such a terrible idea. But <laughs> but yeah. That's funny. If I could give you, Andrus, one piece of advice that I told a bunch of people from at Flight Fest this past year, um, when I was in school, um, I did mechanical. I had a buddy who was mechanical and aero double major, and I thought he was nuts. And now I'm kicking myself for not doing that. Um, so I'm not telling you to go and double major and kill yourself. Um, but if wherever, if wherever you go has a course load that overlaps in such a way that it makes it not a whole lot of extra work to get a double major, consider it, you know, look into it because that's a useful thing to have uh, a more breadth to your skill base. Thanks, babe. Yeah. Okay. I got a, I got a couple of things for you, Andrus. Uh, the first one is a guy named Delta Dart that's watching right now. Um, he said, come on down to the Bell flight test, man. Uh, he'd love to give you a tour if you're interested. Cool. So like, there's an invitation. No, like the, the people who um, need the helicopters? I'm guessing. Yeah. No yeah, way. Well, there you go. 
Um, and then the Arlington, one, Texas, he says. Yeah, that's uh, between Dallas Ooh. and Fort Worth. Yeah, there you that's, go. That's where Bill is. Yeah. Stays warm down there. I've seen the Bill Narcy plane to fly me down there, you know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that well, transportation. <laughs> and then uh, I have a question about they're asking, uh, Matthew Allen's actually asking uh, if we can talk about how canards affect flight characteristics over the trailing wings at some point. Um, honestly, maybe uh, the better person to talk to this about, but the well, most I know. <clears throat> At least from just the X twenty nine. Um the was it? No, go ahead. I was just gonna say he yeah, he talked about oh. some good stuff, so go ahead. Yeah, the canard like directs uh, airflow in such a way that it gives the the wings more control, I guess. It's it's uh to be honest, I'm not I'm not that well uh, well versed in canards. I'll see if I can pull up the X. Oh, okay. let me see if I can well, that's okay. I mean, comments. you know. Well, I mean, <clears throat> he had some good points about it. I mean, in the the main um, advantage that canards will have, is, I mean, for the the only reason you're going to have a canard is if you have a a main wing, you know, that's not a normal forward wing. Well, that's not entirely true. Other airplanes have them too. Um, I think they're mostly useful for for high alpha and low speed handling. Yeah, low speed, high um, alpha. Normally, that's what I thought, but yeah, I'm not a. Yeah, I guess guy. especially. I, I think I think in terms of like a, a high performance aircraft, like a fighter jet, the canard is more of a control surface than well, yeah. necessarily a, a a flying element. Yes, I mean the CG is such that the canard, I'm sure, supports. You know the the weight of the nose. If you were to look at you know just like the forces acting on it, um, but uh, but I think that probably the main advantage is it's far out front on the nose, and it, well, I guess that in a conventional airplane the tail's way out back, so it's, you still have the same you know moment arm. Um, I don't know. I I, I know that uh, in terms of canards in general, like if you go back to the seventies and eighties when Rutan was you know doing his thing um, with scale. Well, which eventually became scale composites. He marketed it as being a stall-proof air, airplane because the canard would stall prior to the main wing, and when the canard stalled, the nose automatically dropped. So, theoretically, you could never stall the main wing. Um, if you ever did get in a situation when the main where the main wing stalled, you you could be in some trouble because you get into a deep stall, and then weird things happen. But but in terms of especially. Oh, I was just gonna say, especially because the uh, the full scale X twenty nine, the canards were controllable, and you know on the computer that it had the flight computer, um, and it had the, the strakes at the end of the uh, the plane. Uh, if you if you look at X twenty nine, you'll see that the wing kind of doesn't end, come back uh, towards the, the tail, and those uh, those pieces are controllable too. So both of those things help with high alpha in the full scale model. No, yeah, I guess yeah. That. I'll post a link in the in the the YouTube chat here to the X twenty nine guys uh, comments uh, directly because he has a um, oh, they won't let me post a link. No, yeah, you can't put a link, link in yeah. there. Oh, sorry, whatever reason. 
Well, we'll I'll give it to you for show notes or something. But in the X-29 thread um, on page two, um, he talks about um, the canard and the wing are aerodynamically coupled. So when the canard lifts, it deflects air flowing toward the wing down. Downwash strikes the wing and reduces the lift on the inboard end of the wing. So you have a nose up moment generated by the canard lift and the corresponding nose up pitching moment from the loss of lift on the wing. And if you, he said, this, I'm just quoting him, if you play with the math a little bit, you'll find out that because of this coupling, the pitch effectiveness of the canard is independent of where the CG is. And that is a pretty powerful thing that they discovered. He, he talks about it more. I definitely recommend going for people to watch and go read that um, thread and read that discussion. Um, it's really, it was very counterintuitive to them, and it was a cool thing for them to, to discover. And um, yeah, the, 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 the effectiveness that the canard will give you um, for, for flying wing designs, I mean, like, you've basically set your X-29 up like a flying wing. You just have alivons on the trailing yeah. edge of the main wing. As soon as you deflect the trailing edge of your main lifting surface, you are changing the lift capability of that surface. And so you're changing the lift response and the profile and everything. The, the advantage of having a canard is that you can tailor your wing to make the kind of lift that you want, and then you can leave the canard to do the controlling. Um, and so that's other things that you can play with. So that's one of the advantages of having a canard. You can have a pitch effector. You can have a pitch control device that doesn't affect the wing lift of your main lifting surface. Yeah, see, I guess that's why I need to go to college, because I did not know this stuff. <laughs> You'll learn it. <clears throat> Alrighty. I don't have any. I, you guys have more questions? Hear the crickets. Yeah, so. Uh, I'm looking uh, to see if they have anything else. So, Pat, oh, you got yeah. something? Um, well, you know, can you talk about a little bit about your experiences at, at, as an intern during flight test. Um, what were some of the, like, is there anything that stands out to you as, holy crap, that was cool, or, or anything that stands out to you as, wow, that was really stressful? A any of those moments? Uh, okay. Cool? The whole thing? <laughs> I guess, especially just the atmosphere there, you know, there's never, there's never a down moment. Okay. Um, stressful some parts of that blue tide build, which were pretty stressful. Um, it's just, we were trying to get quite a bit done in a pretty short period of time. And especially like Josh and a bunch of the guys were uh, out for our film. Uh, so I was kind of <laughs> chugging along alone there for a while, but that was fun. The, the flight test for the, uh, the build at Flight Fest of the Flutog plane mm -hmm. didn't go quite as well as we uh, thought it would, so that was a little bit stressful too, but you know, it was a good experience, pretty fun, really rewarding. Uh, it definitely go down uh, as quick as it did. But. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you got you guys kind of had a, a, it was just a, it looked like the whole, not in terms of the design of the plane, but the but the location of the platform and the wind direction and everything just kind of went against the whole Flugtaga idea. You had a tailwind, didn't you? Yeah, we had about a 10 mile per hour tailwind probably. So even with the guys running as fast as they could, 
the airspeed of the plane was probably close to zero. Yeah. Yeah. Oh and, man. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of things that were working against us, though. First of all, we didn't quite nail the CG. Actually, we were we were too tail or not tail heavy, nose heavy. I, I was. And, I, yeah. You know, that's Josh I, and I talked about. It. Yeah. That's that's what I wanted to ask yeah. you about. If, if that if if that was your design location or you guys changed in that moment because you felt like you just had to lawn dart the thing, get out there as far as possible with, with that tailwind. See, no. Okay, well, Josh and I talked about we thought that a tad bit nose heavy would be better so that you could get the, uh, the initial swoop off of the flight deck and then level it out you know, to get right. more speed and the more distance. I think... Our biggest failure was that we never tested the CG with Stefan on the plane. We only tested it without and then estimated where Stefan would go. Uh, he underestimated the weight of his legs <laughs> because he was sitting oh, pretty far. Oh, legs forward. Exactly, yeah. Well, <clears throat> See, we if you do it again next year, cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just has he just has cross-legged. <laughs> Uh, no, he'll just have to lay flat next time. Yeah. But we, we initially wanted him to be a little bit further back, so he was sitting kind of in between the two wings. But he ended up being a lot closer to the forward wing. And his feet were actually yeah, the two elevator seconds. And that only happened because really convenient spot to put him. Because right under him was the uh, huge dowel we put to test the CG which is ironic because we did in front of his feet was this uh, slanted part inside the fuselage that we put in there to help with the, uh, the torsion. Pretty much perfect so that he could rest his feet on it and that'd be like a solid point. Ah, so yeah. That, that was pretty unfortunate. He was <laughs> pulling off the elevator off of that ramp and still just you know, goes in. Well, I, you know, I think but he didn't get hurt. Given the the tailwind, you guys had nothing to work with anyway. So you know yeah, you, yeah. you're coming off that thing with zero airspeed. You might as well have it nose heavy and just you know keep it moving forward as much as you can. Forward and down. <laughs> Actually, yep. uh, Josh said afterwards that tail heavy in that case would have been the way to go with the tailwind. Because if you think about it with our canard, blow it. It's going off the ramp because of the tailwind and then that all that wing is going to catch the wind and basically push the thing forward okay and then if, if the nose comes up you know the wind will just catch on the uh the canard and push the nose down so it actually would have worked pretty well if it was more tail heavy or if we had the same cg but we had a 10 mile per hour nose wind that would be yeah. nice but because the team that actually had a but theirs <laughs> from just a completely normal aeronautical standpoint possible, but I guess for fluke pod it was pretty good because it has it had like huge cords on the uh, on both wings and the front the, the canard was actually full flying. So their elevator huge. Tailwind situation that was an advantage because they had you know, normal pitch control, whereas we had too little in a tailwind. Okay. 
Well, the bigger thing that's that's going on there with tailwind versus nosewind is really just something that you said before is your relative airspeed. And what you have with a tailwind is just a lower actual airspeed over your sur wing surfaces. And when you have a lower airspeed, you just want all of the wing area you can get. And more mm -hmm. wing is is better and a more neutral CG, which means more tail heavy than usual. Uh, will balance easier because then you don't have to trim out the the lift with you know your elevator surface. So that's why yeah, big fat cords and big you know canard surfaces, just lots and lots of area. I mean that's why it's, <laughs> it's same reason your P thirty your P thirty eight flew so great because it had a really really low wing loading. Right. So um, <clears throat> what are some of the what are the constraints? It seems to me like. It's a little in in their rules. They get a little a little tighter in terms of wingspan, or right. I don't know if it's max weight, or the the deck gets lower and lower and lower. I guess the lawyers are always whispering in their ears or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of different constraints. There's like wingspan, like you said, length of the plane has gone down over the years, and a big part of it is just that we're doing this in the U.S. and in uh, in Europe, I've heard still have you know closer to the original constraints. So they have thirty foot wingspan and like a ten foot higher of a deck or something. Yeah. So they have a lot more room to work with. That would but be our constraints. Yeah, the U.S. is too happy if somebody gets hurt. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it's all about. And and more than likely, they're they're you know I remember when uh, the Flutog started uh, way back, it was mostly just a bunch of crazy people. That, that made like chicken suits and all kinds of crazy and just jumped off the, you know, yeah, the platform right. more than anything else. <laughs> so it was more of a spectacle than it was. There was uh, one guy. What's there that? was one guy that there was one guy that made a five foot chicken wing thing that he jumped off with. <laughs> it was pretty amusing. Yeah. And well, and that's kind of how it started. I think was mostly just. You know how crazy can we get? You know, Red Bull. You know, had you know gives you wings. It's been the whole thing forever, and I think that's kind of where it all started. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, you guys have seen the episode where they went skydiving with the Red Bull Air Force, right? Yep. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I was there with them. I was pretty salty. Uh, I couldn't go. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, you know, part of it. You know, it was because team last year, you know, so I'm not one of the person, one of the people skydiving. But I found out that even if I would have paid for the skydiving, I still wouldn't have been able to go because you have to be 18 to go skydiving. Yeah, you have to be 18. Okay. Yeah, that was a disappointment. I think it's just the fact that I was there and I watched them do it. But yeah, it, it was seeing all the guys and just seeing it happen. It's really funny seeing the guys getting dressed up, but man, envious. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, that, that, that had to hurt a little bit, yeah. <clears throat> so, is there, uh, do you have any other aircraft design, airplane designs that you're working on or thinking about right now? Um,. Well, the like the P forty I was talking about. Okay. Uh, tweaking the uh, micro crack a little bit. Hopefully, that'll be a, a kit soon. 
micro cracking? Actually, micro cracking. Well, yeah. Mini micro. With the, uh, with using the gremlin power. Gremlin power. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I got it to all fit on one sheet of foam. So that's cool. But anyways, I'm also working on a, uh, a one-third scale heaven for next year's NEF event, which is the same event that I flew the uh, P-38 at in the 109. Working on that over the winter. We'll oh, hopefully throw like a huge what? team over. Fokker B-7. Oh, uh, oh okay. One plane, yeah. You broke up just a little bit when you said yeah. it. So. <laughs> yeah, so that should be fun. Yeah. That's That sounds fantastic. Now, we're... It's it's held in in Akron, Akron, Ohio. Yep. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, it's where's it held at? Is that the one that's held in the uh, golf thing? Um, I think you're thinking about Horizon Indoor. Oh yeah, that's um, right. I am. This yeah. one, th this one isn't like a field house sort of thing. It's like an indoor football field with a track too. Uh, so it's a that's pretty right, decent sized right. space. Yeah. You know, it's an annual event. Last year, they only had it for one day, which was a bummer. But this year, I heard they shit again. Okay, good. Yeah, maybe I'll be in the area when that happens, and I can come by yeah. and see. Mike's yeah. flying out there for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <Excuse me. laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Actually, yeah, no, it's 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 been pretty good going out there. I get at least I get to see everybody, you know, um, and everything. But man, I tell you what, it's been. Uh, it's tough not being at home. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So, Andrus, it was it was it tough going back to school after spending the summer at flight flight test? <laughs> I mean, it had to be, right? It it yeah. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't like I missed it so much. I'm really glad I didn't have to drive, you know, like anymore, because oh, okay. I live about forty minutes away from the the shock which that was a little bit rough just commuting every day i guess but mm -hmm. everything else was where 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 uh what town do you live in uh kent ohio okay kent yeah. okay. okay yeah yeah and then uh what sucks is the golf uh the golf course they're buying and moving to is even farther away from me so i'll have like yep. a yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's, maybe that's we just had an announcement uh, made on our podcast because I don't know that that's even public knowledge at all. Well, it's he's talked about that he was wanting to do. It's not hasn't been ha hasn't happened yet. He's been, but they've been talking about it. They've announced yeah. talked about it on their own podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Good, 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 good. <laughs> or man, yeah, I podcast name like we're buying a golf course or something. Oh really? See, yeah, I gotta, I gotta start listening to the podcast. I, I, I watch the V logs and the episodes, but I don't, I haven't really listened to the podcast except for one, um, the other day. Yeah. Well, we we talked about it when I ate dinner with him Monday, and I can't really say any more about it, other than we talked about it. And gotcha. they're still trying to get everything um, organized and finalized. Let's put it that way. Gotcha. Yep. Well, I hope it works out for him. It's, yeah, it's, I beautiful. Do too. it's I, a beautiful property. 
the the plans that that Josh and Jen have got for it are pretty amazing, and hopefully it all works out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's really cool if it if that comes through. If that comes through, Andrews, you, you won't need to drive. You just need to bring a tent. You know, <laughs> exactly. You know what? That's true. Or a you're going to be there first camper. Right. <laughs> Just camp out there five days a week, you know. There you go. Oh, you'd be pretty well taken care of if you're out there, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so um, now, Ben and Andrews, you guys have both. I mean, you, you guys both design um, EDF airplanes. And that and Josh has talked about, you know wanting to to get a supplier and provide edfs um it, it, it can do either of you guys have any idea where where that stands is there like uh is an edf power pack in in the works or do you guys aren't or don't really know about that or what, what's it, what's the status with that it's definitely in the works um they are still trying to nail down um the fan, a fan from Motion RC. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. They, they really like working with with MRC, and so they they want to work with them. And uh, I'm actually trying to get a hold of some of those units uh, so that I can help test them out and uh, you know sort of compare because I've test I've flown many different. Not that I'm the only one that's done it, but um, the they just. I guess they're a popular fan because they're they're rarely in stock, so they're hard to get a hold of. Okay. Um, but hopefully that would change if they end up, you know, uh, making that the the power pack. Uh, I'm sure they'll figure out how to get that, you know, as a as something that's more reliable to get a hold of. Um, but that, that's where it stands, I guess. That they, they haven't announced anything and they haven't told me anything so i'm not like okay. holding anything back <laughs> right right no i, I was just wondering um, um it's, it's where that was at because i mean i mean i'm still trying to wrap up you know refine my a4 because i'd like to get that um on their list at some point as well um which right. is something josh still also wants to do it's just a matter of you know making time for stuff um so understood yeah it's all still rolling. Cool, cool. <laughs> oh, guess what I bought today, guys? What is that? Is that one of those slingshots? You things? know what that is. Oh, you like ripped your thumb LED apart with right one of these. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and it's got the little <laughs> LED on it and everything. So, yeah, I bought a whole pack fun. of them. Were you, so I got plenty. Were you guys the ones that were... Like throwing them around at Flight Fest that one year? Oh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I'm taking that as a yes then. Uh, it could be. <laughs> okay. Um, we got some more questions. Uh, Matthew Allen is like full of questions for you tonight, uh, Andrew. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. He's wanting to know uh, if you race quads or you just uh, out flying around and what's your favorite part of flying the. Uh, um, quad i've been to one race and it was a lot of fun uh the only reason i haven't been to more is just because you know time mm -hmm. uh, you have to like plug all your packs in the morning and then wherever it is and you come back it's just a little bit more time than i want to spend on it right now 
Next year, though, I definitely want to want to get into the racing more, and at least you know go to some local races on the weekends and stuff. Sure, it's, you it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Kind of hang out. Like, with I love doing freestyle. Ian is yeah. man, he's a fast pilot too. Jeez. Well, Matt's not a slacker either. Oh yeah, for sure. He's I'm got saying... he's got one of the angriest quads I ever heard in my life. <laughs> Pat knows that quad. <laughs> well, yeah. That, I mean, so so was it Matt that was flying that terrifying sounding yes. thing? At, yes. At, at Josh and Jen's at, that night. At Josh and Jen's, yeah. Oh my God, that thing was just—it it sounded <laughs> evil. Yeah. It was scary. I wanted to go run and hide when I heard it. Yeah. It was. It was pretty. <laughs> and these manic. maniacs. I mean, it's was these it two guys. I, I don't know what it, it was. I too, don't know if he, he might have been flying on five. It was four or five. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, but man, it sounded beastly. Uh, and it was it was like dusk. I mean, the sun was below the horizon, and it, it's getting darker and darker out. And then these two guys, Ian and Matt, they just freaking pop up. Boom, they're flying through the goggles. And they just disappear over the horizon. I don't know how they had They're just gone. That's awesome. I mean, out of there. And, and then all of a sudden, it comes screaming back through. It, it, it was it was one of the, it sounded so cool, man. It really did. It was so impressive. That's wicked. Yeah, it was, no, it was pretty impressive. But. They were just gone, like gone. You you couldn't hear it anymore, and they're over the horizon. I how do they have video signal? I don't know, because I'm <laughs> the sure they're flying on five point eight because you know it's it's a little tiny antenna. Yeah, but they're probably using some of the long range stuff anyway. Maybe maybe that's it. I don't I don't know I don't know six hundred milliwatts. I'm not sure. Yeah, diversity. Yeah, TBS has got one that's eight hundred now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fry your brains. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the so what's your favorite part of flying uh, the quads? Favorite part of flying is like style of flying or just? No, is it, is it the FPV part or I mean? Oh, for it, sure, the is FPV it? part. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the line of sight is is fun. I do it occasionally, but if I'm flying quads, ninety nine percent of the time it's FPV. You know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it just it's just a whole nother perspective <clears throat> of the whole thing. Yeah, you got yeah, any favorite pilots? I can't really get it in any other way. It's a tough one. I don't really follow a lot of people anymore, like, closely. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, I really like Johnny FPV's uh, flow, his style. Yep. He really, he's really nice. Uh, Jordan Temkin. Uh, in Moke, like they do some flying out in Colorado, I think they do some yeah. cool spots. That's that's really enjoyable to watch too. Yeah, all the uh, show me what you got, guy. Oh sure, yeah, absolutely. I was watching, actually watching. Uh, I got, I can't think of his uh, his full name, but Nurk. Have you seen that new video he's he did flying the train that everybody's throwing a fit over? Oh wait, 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 wait he power loops oh. the train. He well, he, he flew under the train in the box car. I mean, oh my god, under the bridge, dude. Did you see it was like some some big uh, Facebook and it wasn't even like a quad related page, it was just right. some random Facebook page, but it got like a couple million views or something. Yeah, in like wow. about four days. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my well, bet. Cool. Is that. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people are throwing a fit because of, you know, what he did and all that. And 
I mean, he didn't hurt anybody, so I don't know. I don't know. It's, yeah. It, yeah, it was the craziest flight I've ever seen. Yeah, all I know is it's a cool video. Ooh. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and it's one of those things where, you know, it, it, it's a freight train. Um, if you hit it, the worst thing that's going to happen is is the quad's going to be destroyed. Um, right. it, it's not going to hurt the train at all. It's, it, you, yeah, know, exactly. I don't, you know, people, whatever, man. Yeah, don't don't go out and try this at home because no, because don't you fly on train. Um, don't do it. But but it's cool to see. Hashtag learning the hobby. Yeah, uh, right. they, they call it Nurk in the hobby now. Nurk in the hobby. You know, his, his nickname's Nurk. It is in it, URK, thing now? So it's it's now Nurking the hobby. <laughs> he's now a herb. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Nurking. Hashtag Nurking the hobby. He's that finally arrived. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So is that and specifically to, uh, what's that? The, the deal with flying around trains, or is like diving buildings also considered nurking? Well, Probably I think I think it's just that... it, it, anything that's ruining the hobby is now nurking the hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Diving buildings was so six months ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was so six, eight months ago. Putting stickers that, on them, stuff like that. You know. That's ancient history yeah. in uh, yeah. quad terms. No. Yeah, because yeah, everything changes so fast in that hobby. It's it does, crazy. And it's nuts. Oh. Every week, it seems. Yeah, it's every week, yeah. just about. But uh, You know what? The one thing that's slow I've seen is beta flight. Like, not in terms of its progress. It used to be at a point where every week they're coming out with a new beta flight, you know, but now it's been at three point something. I don't even remember what it was before I updated that so long ago. Well is here's is the act here's it? here's what I don't understand. So when I when I first started getting into like quads and stuff, um, beta flight was the was the thing. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, beta flight was the thing, and then all of a sudden, everybody's all about clean flight, and then I fall asleep and wake back up, and everybody's back to beta flight. I mean, what happened? <laughs> what happened to clean flight? I mean, well, I haven't seen someone doing clean flight for months. I know, right? It just disappeared. It was like the thing. Yeah. Everything was clean flight, and then all of a sudden, beta flight, boom, yeah. gone. Well, flight, it's, gone. it's now. Um... Beta flight, race flight, or yes. Yeah, those are really right. through that. Yeah. And, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and my poor uh, Electro Hub still got the multi Wii. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I was going to say, are we still flying multi Wii boards? Because <laughs> I like the way my multi Wii board flew. Like, I could fly it without crashing so much. Not like the well, KK2. And, I, I can, and, and, and that's and that's the problem, Pat. It's it's too slow for everybody now. <laughs> oh, I'm too slow for everybody, so it suits me well. <laughs> Andrews, have you tried putting uh, an FPV cam on the Taylo X29 yet? You know what? We were almost gonna do that. So, so can we actually like? Chad actually made these little things to clip onto the tail with the, the little Hyperion camera. Yeah. Um, but we didn't end up doing it because time constraints, I guess. Uh, we did do it. But I have the little thing, the little camera still with the uh, 3D print attachment on it. So I might try it sometime. It's, it's fun. I have I made one using a, just a, a like paper binder clip 
and nice. uh, a micro swift. So it's got a really nice picture, but it's a little bit heavy. Um, and it's got a giant thousand milliamp one cell to power it. Um, yeah. But yeah, the view from the tail looking out over the forward swept wings is really cool. Wait, you I did FTV on the X29? Yeah. No way. Yeah, nice. It's fun. Did you get DVR like, of that? No, I don't have. I don't have a DVR. I've got, so I was flying with just um, the goggles that Pat sent me. And then I had my cousin had his goggles um, and he was just passing them around the flight field, um, letting other guys, you know, just kind of look in and see, see the view. So that was, Dude, yeah. that was a lot of fun. That I guess really I gotta cool. do it. So, um, Mike, there, there, I think this question is for you. Uh, Elevate FPV on here had a question about, uh, Thoughts on Steel leaving Red Riot? Do you have any comments on that? Uh, he can go look at my video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I made a video about that. If anybody wants to go, I can. Uh, I can go put it. Well, I don't know. It's it's not a public video. Um, Just put it this way: that video got Mike a spot as a moderator on the uh, Red Riot. Red Riot Facebook page. <laughs> Well, actually, that didn't at all. It was. <laughs> well, I, <can't... laughs> I saw yes, that video I... blow up on Facebook, but I never watched the whole thing. What, mine? Yeah. I saw oh, it really? blow up yeah, on I, Facebook. I, it only got like 500 views on my YouTube, so. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'll, I'll let that one go because I, I, <laughs> I don't want the flight test community cast podcast to become a political platform for my thoughts about somebody else how's that fair enough yeah i'll, I'll leave that one alone but uh if you want to message me privately and talk about it i'll be more than happy to because <laughs> i am still a grumpy old man <laughs> and we'll talk to him about to, it if you wanted i'm gonna have to sign off early uh, no okay, but uh well, hey andrus it was really great talking um yeah, thanks nice thanks for having me on guys oh uh, ben we'll thanks for coming time. on and filling in for joel man hey man yeah, absolutely buddy. my pleasure thank you all right take care ben we'll talk I'll to you buddy you guys soon yeah right. see ya bye bye <laughs> <laughs> that's a good Jim, don't be calling me diplomatic now i'm just trying to Keep things separate. <laughs> That's an insult, Jim. Jim, you just insulted Mike. <laughs> yeah, Jim. Jim, I think I'm going to have to go too now. <laughs> oh my! Here's something I'll say very nice. I think I think the guy's one heck of a pilot. How's that? There you go. So, Andrews, where where are you thinking about going to school? Well, you know, there's the one that's uh, every engineer's dream, MIT. Uh, but that's a that's a very you know, far stretch. Um, otherwise, in Ann Arbor, it's a okay. pretty nice school, and uh, you know, one of my closest friends, uh, Nick, he's actually most likely going to go there too. So that'd be real cool if uh, we both went. And he also flies RC, uh, so you know, we could <laughs> still fly together if I went there too. Um, but a solid plans on where that. Okay, so. and yeah, that's that's fair enough. 
Um, yeah. I'm not having about next year, a year, you know, to decide. <laughs> right. Are you, are you, um, do you have any idea, uh, if you're going to be interning with flight test again next summer or is this just up in the air and not really discussed at this point? Um, as far as I know, yeah. Uh, okay. Good. Uh, Josh hasn't said anything about not having me back and hope so. I, I definitely think so. Well, you know, I think you bring a lot in terms of somebody your age that is so talented uh, and has demonstrated the ability to build some really fantastic airplanes. Um, that that that's very much a rarity. So I, I do hope they have you back because you, it it's not only an opportunity for you. You bring something substantial to the table for them. Thank you. And uh, yeah, also, one so. thing I want to hit a lot harder. Uh, I want to hit this a lot harder next year is uh, designing planes, the store. Like, the whole summer, I only came out with <laughs> the one plane design yeah, and, the, and the Gremlin, but do a little bit more next year, come out with maybe a few, uh, make things a little bit more interesting now. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that, that one plane design you came out with, with is... The, from what I understand, I haven't built one yet, but from what I understand, the most advanced flight test plane marketed yet. So I, I think you, you pretty much hit a home run with that one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and it's a good flying airplane. And it's unconventional. The one problem with it is that it's kind of for a, a niche group of people. Um, but other than that, yeah, I really like the design too. Well, I, <laughs> I guess that's what but I mean. here, here's... But, we have been discussing this people here in the flight test community for, for a few years now is that, you know, we feel like, um, there's a need for more advanced flight test models out there. And that's the first one that feels like it's starting to fill that need. So that that's fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so, so I don't think you don't look at it as a niche or just a small group of people. Um, yeah, flight test more is, it, it definitely appeals to, People first starting out, and it's a great way to get into the hobby, and their planes fly very well. So it's a way to sustain in the hobby as well. But you know, there there is I think there's a market there for these more advanced right. models, and it's been discussions going around for years with people about that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, yeah, Josh said the same thing. Yeah. The, definitely. You know, the, the, definitely. The forums are notorious for wanting you know uh, people wanting more advanced. You know something a little more challenging because you know people are while they they do love the simple cub and, and all those things um i think as people get more involved in building and things of that nature i think i think they're, they're wanting to challenge themselves and they see that um they they, they see the satisfaction of, of building something yeah. that is more challenging and flying something that's more challenging well, it, and I, you see that proliferating on the forum now, but whereas before, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, you didn't see too many um, scratch builds by community members. Now, oh. that's kind of exploding, and you're seeing some really cool, some really cool work being done. It, yeah. It's because these people are advancing in the hobby. So, yeah, you know, it, it's it, it's right. a well, growth process that that flight test could tap into. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Uh, 
Uh, is there anything in particular that you'd like to see as a design? Um, or any style of playing? Um, I, I, me personally, I'd like to see some some of the different civil aircraft out there, other than you know a Cessna 172 or a 150 <laughs> or a Cub. I mean, while I like those planes and I think they're fantastic, but some of the some of the newer stuff, um, you know, maybe maybe some of the some of the more advanced. I mean, it, it's real tough until you you know until flight test comes out with a EDF package. Um, it's going to be very difficult to get into some of the newer uh, some some of the newer uh, fighter yeah. airplanes or anything like that. Um, I would I would love to see. A, some some kind of uh, uh even some of the old bombers you know i mean i i think somebody should design a mig 21. that is a sharp looking plane i have to say well except for that part wow. <laughs> the, the <laughs> yeah. what, what happened to it it crashed it was it was a son's football throw yeah, my, my okay. So I had my son, uh, my son toss it for the maiden, and he like with three tosses, he put a rotation on it, and I was, you know, it just, and as soon as it did that, it killed. As soon as it snapped right, it killed all the airspeed, and um, yeah. So it was. Then um, actually, Carl Weidick was up this way, and he was hanging out, and I had him throw it in the first throw. It snapped again, but this time I kept it in the air, and it made a nice arcing turn straight into my neighbor's fence. Uh, and then on the next toss, I think what happened was uh, in hitting the fence, the, the battery jostled, and it, it kind of impacted the foam. So when I threw it, the battery slid back, and it just went straight up and then just came straight down on the middle. So uh, th there's some things I want to do differently with it. Uh, Design-wise, so so I'll be revisiting that over the winter and, and building a second version that that will be overall better. I mean, that was the the, the prototype. So I mean, it is a nice looking plane. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I like the Big Twenty One. It's an interesting looking airplane. Um, mm -hmm. So it should fly. Yeah, you should make the uh, front nose cone thing movable too. Well, it, right, the the shot cone. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. I, I I plan on it. Well, I can I can put a shot cone in there as long as it's not larger in diameter than the motor itself, you know, because we have to deal with the fan swept area of the EDF. And we have to be able to get enough air in there. Um, but yeah, it definitely will have a have that shot cone in it um, nice. in the final version. It, it's it's kind of important for the looks. Yeah, and then yeah. of course for me, some of the other planes, of course, are the multi-engine, any multi-engine plane, you know. Um, B-17s, B-24s. I, I like stuff like that. Yeah. So. Then it would be pretty sick with four CPAC yeah. motors. Yeah. Dude, yeah imagine, that would be awesome. Like, imagine a flight fest or something, just a whole fleet of them flying with, you know, Mustangs, escorting them. So, a bunch of red tails? Absolutely. Yeah. Axis fighters, you know, combat with. Well, well, you just need to scale down your 109. Yeah. Well, there, there we go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I might as well just fly the existing one. Yep, do that. Set back to ME-262s and just go for it. 
That would be that would be awesome. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be like revisiting the uh the uh what was it, the baby baron and the baby uh Brit. Yeah. 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 That, that was fun. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was cool. a blast. The baby baron something bomber, oh. earth bomber. The Gotha bomber, yeah. It was Gotha Gotha built. Yeah. I don't know Gotha why. Gaggle, yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun. So yeah, absolutely. So uh is there uh is there anything else that you want to talk about, Andrus, that we haven't touched on? Honestly, I'm not really sure. I mean, do you want to do you want to make fun of anybody out at flight test that you worked with while you were there? <laughs> yeah, you got any good, good stories that you could good stories you, know. you could share that maybe would embarrass somebody, but not too bad that they get mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I feel like I have a bunch, but just none of them are coming to me right now. Yeah, man, you guys kind of put me on the spot here. Well, that's what we do. Uh, yeah, that's that's our whole point. <laughs> we, we're trying show, to get but... you off guard to divulge information that you wouldn't otherwise divulge. By, by yep. you know what I'm saying? Uh, we blindside. Like that's... Yes, that's how we interrogate. And, and for people that don't know, this 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 young man right here has got one heck of a sense of humor too. I got to see some of that when I was up there uh, on the Wednesday or Thursday before you left. When you were making that little that. forward backward plane, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I, I try to make a. Uh... Oh. <laughs> yeah, Mike was telling me about that. So completely ridiculous. It was pretty ridiculous. Stefan came to me. Stefan came to me one day with a little drawing on a post-it note of a plane that had a tail. So his thought was to make an RC plane that could fly forwards and then automatically in midair switch direction and fly backwards. <laughs> so he challenged me to build something that could do that. So I tried. Um, my first one that Mike actually saw uh, was like this weird uh, sort of square diamond sort of plane. Oh, having a plane that flies before and backwards is uh, two things. There's three things. First of all, CG, right? Because CG... He's normally <laughs> different from one way to the other, and then right, you, you got to move that CG so that yeah, exactly right. Uh, and then I was working against only a six-channel receiver, and I didn't have an extra channel to uh, put another servo to shift some weight, so I just had the CG smack dab in the middle of the thing. <laughs> Yeah, so that didn't work too well. And was it was it pitch and we had to keep any chance? We had to keep taping it <laughs> Very on much too. So. <laughs> wait, wait. Some other things are difficult. You're telling me flight test doesn't have uh, just like uh, random, I don't know, twelve channel radios laying around there. Well, dude, the only thing I could find was a six channel receiver. I couldn't find any receivers on more than six oh, channels. God. I could have easily done it on my transmitter, just the receiver didn't have, didn't have that capability. <laughs> because you had to think, I had two motors, two ESCs, right? And one goes the other direction. And I had them on a switch so that only one of them was operating at any given time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Also, 
I had to put control surfaces, elevons on both sides, and then turn one side off when the other side was working. And so that took up all the mix on the transmitter too. And then the other weird thing is that the vertical area, like the as a rudder, whatever you want to call it, the vertical area has to be greater behind the CG than it is in front of the CG. If you think about it, like if the plane is skewing one direction and more of the vertical surface is in front, or if it's equal, like it's just gonna it's just gonna flip around. Right, right. Around when, when it's degree. behind the center of gravity, it's self-correcting. When it's ahead, it, it, exactly. it's like a positive feedback. It'll just snap around. Right. Uh, but since I couldn't move my CG, I was working against that, too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that was just a, a mess. It was pretty um, awesome to watch. That's hilarious. We ended up punching nose weight to it. And basically... But, but what was the nose? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, we ended up taping a bunch of weight to one side of the plane. There you go. But it, it came to a point where I gave up on making it fly both ways and just try to make it fly forward uh, and do it. But, yeah, <laughs> so that, that was a mess. Uh, afterwards, though, I actually designed a nutball, which I think will be a lot more responsible for doing the same, the same sort of thing with forward and backwards flight. Actually, I've had the airframe for like a month and I haven't done anything to it yet. I just need to find like a weekend or something, just you know, a few hours to sit down and finish it off. But with that thing, well, it, I guess the the weird square delta thing was also three channels, but it doesn't have elevons. The mixing in the radio will be a lot easier to do, and therefore I'll be able to have an extra channel to put an extra servo on to shift some weight. Yeah. So hopefully with that one, I can shift the CDG fly both ways. We'll see you then. <laughs> <That's fantastic. laughs> oh, I look forward to seeing that. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I promised Steph and I would do it, so I have to do it sometime. Yeah. Actually, I do have a story. It's a bit of a weird one. Um. So... Like a week or two after I already left him, flight test, something like that. Yeah, uh, and then I went back to the shop one day to uh, hang out with the guys. And by the middle of the day, it was just me and Stefan there, and we started flying the Sea uh, Duck that was at the shop. And irresponsible with it, you know, doing weird inverted rolling stuff you know, over the trees. And uh, I got it stuck on the tallest tree there, at the top of it, and uh, we couldn't get it down. Tried throwing like logs at it, shoes at it, stuff. And it just wouldn't come down. So we ended up making this huge pole, probably like thirty feet, forty feet long. Out. Of, this is like a piece of steel conduit pipe, and a piece of two by four wood, and this flight test flag. For like racing quads and stuff. <laughs> Stefan couldn't reach it by himself, but I'm like shorter than Stefan, which is saying a lot because Stefan isn't tall. <laughs> but you know, obviously, I wouldn't be able to reach it by myself. Getting on Stefan's shoulders <laughs> and holding the pole. It, it, it took like 20 minutes, half an hour to get down, but we finally got it down, and that was 
I was on his shoulders, and I just kept laughing, and he just kept laughing. We almost <laughs> fell over a few times. It was bad. And the worst part uh, was, we had this huge, like, I don't know, 20-pound thing hanging above us that if if I right, dropped, just, dropped it from laughing through both of us, you know? <laughs> so that, that was stressful and funny at the same time. I could That's see cool. that going on, too. <laughs> well, where, where's that compressed air cannon they have when you need it? You know, I don't know why we didn't use it. <laughs> that would have been a really good idea. Well, I think I think TJ generally hides that, doesn't he? I uh, I I have no idea. I just I guess it just didn't really come to mind. <laughs> and, uh, that that would have been so convenient too. You know, just load the thing up and fire a beanbag at it instead yeah, of taking right. a bunch the of rope on it. Exactly. Yeah. That's, 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 well, yeah. You know, call me next time that happens. And I'll give you some ideas. <laughs> Yeah, the worst part is though we uh, didn't have a third person there to record the thing because it was just hilarious. Oh, yeah, that, that would have been gold right there. Yeah. The other thing yeah, is that too, had though, been one of the few times I wasn't up there after you left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was hilarious. Even if we set up like a GoPro or something to record it, oh, that would. It's, it's probably uh, something a little better to keep private. Nah, nah, Good that would have been video gold. Yeah. I'm going to think, I was, I was sitting on top of his shoulders. It was contact, you know? It was it was strange. <laughs> it, was, it was really strange. Well, Obviously, Jim, Jim is saying in the in the chat that uh, you should have heard what TJ was saying about you, and you ought to be able to strike back now. So. Oh, no, what do you say? Uh, I have no idea. He's not I telling what he said. He's just okay, saying. I, I need to find out what he said. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Jim may like, be stirring the pot slightly, but maybe, you never maybe. Know. Yeah, that might be what it was. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if he did say something, though, I'd love to know what he said because I'm sure well, it's funny. With, with TJ, it's hard to say because, you know, there's not a lot he won't say. <laughs> well. He has to somehow live with that many kids. I mean, that's got to affect him. Oh, somehow. my God. You know, yeah. <laughs> Dude, have you guys met his kids before? No, no. I, I've just seen videos and pictures. <laughs> I've only met uh, two of them, Jackson and uh, Aubrey, I think. They came Aubrey, to the shop yeah. one day. <laughs> it was just hilarious. They were running around. and <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if you met them, you would not understand a word that they're saying. It's like a primitive language that only they understand. <laughs> I, I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> I'll understand it. Oh, I'll have to ask him about that. <laughs> I will absolutely have to good. ask him about oh that. God. And they were running around when uh, I was working on the food pod plan. They broke a couple of ribs. But to be <laughs> fair, I broke like five, so. Of their ribs? <laughs> No, 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 no. I, no, I, no, no. I, no. I know you wouldn't beat the kids. <laughs> well, I've seen some of the videos that TJ has posted. God, yeah. I'm insane. telling you right now, I'm surprised all those kids don't have some broken bones. Those <laughs> kids are, are crazy. High energy, man. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're funny. And then they have a good time with them. So that's that's what's important, you know. Yeah. But, oh my God, they're funny. But, what uh, okay. 
Mike, you've probably seen the one wheel at the shop, right? The what? The one wheel at the shop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that, that Mikey broke his uh, collarbone with. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that what he broke it on? Yeah, yeah he, well, he, he fell off of it. <laughs> okay. He broke it off of, okay. Yeah. He was on it, and then he broke it when he wasn't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that earth is hard to climb. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna well, call saw, Alex uh, out right now. But I saw I saw a picture of Diana Fury was riding the thing down the drive. Yes, I saw the video yeah. of that. And she actually did pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, but we were in uh Pittsburgh. Was it Pittsburgh? Wherever the place was where Food Tide was, I don't yeah, even remember. Food Tide was in Pittsburgh, yeah. Pittsburgh, okay, yeah. Um and Alex was riding the one wheel around and he was going really fast he was cooking and he tilted it too far like beyond its max point and the, the tip of the thing caught the ground tumbling oh. it was it was pretty bad um, i mean he, he wasn't like seriously hurt or anything but it's just yeah, it was, it was launcher like, it was more like a you know like he just rolled <laughs> <laughs> I like how everybody continues to talk about how big his head is. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was with them mon Monday night, and they went out to the airport to uh, to fly their paramotors, uh, Josh and Chad Lewis. And, of course, immediately they started talking about Alex and how they had a hard time finding a helmet, and they were... <laughs> rolling the foam out so it would fit over his head oh my god i was laughing so hard <laughs> that reminds me you know you know how for the food pod thing our theme was like some sort of aviators and stuff mm -hmm. well uh they didn't actually get to wear their uh little aviator helmets on the uh, on the deck because they had to wear the red bull uh, oh okay yeah some sort of regulation rule. Uh, so they couldn't wear their actual hats that they bought and i seen alex trying to fit into his because like it fit perfectly for everyone else and he was just trying to pull it out of his head it was hilarious <laughs> well between the hair and the size of his head he just he just having a hard time yeah. rolling around <laughs> poor alex sorry alex <laughs> we don't mean to talk about you like that oh, but you man. know everybody else was so we might as well get on the phone. <laughs> so we're gonna just hop on the bandwagon now that's right yep. yeah. and he knows it he said it before himself i've heard him say it <laughs> so you got all your homework done <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that's good sure. that's good so I guess I'm pretty much done. <laughs> well, you know, what have we talked about? We've talked about we've talked about Andrews's uh, experience at flight test. We've we've talked about his future plans, his beginning in the RC. We we we've talked with Ben about his his fascination with with retractable landing gear on full scale for full scale aircraft, yeah. and we've talked about Alex's giant head. <laughs> and the primitive language of TJ's children. That TJ didn't speak. That is too funny. 
I have one more uh, thing to add though about my whole uh, experience at a flight test. Sure. Um, I'm probably most thankful introducing me to Chick Fil A. Ah. Um, <laughs> over the course of this I've had Chick Fil A, and we went there like 50 times over the course of summer. Really? Probably not 50 times, but you know what I'm saying. No, I'm Just talking about the, the first time ever. <laughs> yeah, I've oh never had Chick Fil A. Also, it was the first time I had Chipotle. Oh, so wow. so when you when you write that essay about what you did last summer, it's it's all going to be about Chick Fil A and Chipotle. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Mission Barbecue, that place is amazing. Oh, Mission, yeah, uh, they Mission, Mission Barbecue, barbecue is good. Lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to find good barbecue poor, here poor. in Pennsylvania, but uh, <laughs> Mission Barbecue does a good job. Well, I tell you what, if you guys ever get to Kansas City, I'll take you some real barbecue. Well, you know <laughs> you're better damn well, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still waiting for you to get to Kansas City. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, you just gotta hop on that plane with uh, Chip Hunter and come down, man. You gotta. Well, you know what? yeah. What, what the heck, Chip? Why? Why haven't you thrown me in? The <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Well, that, I guess they could. Uh, they could get you. He could get you down here and, and stop on the way, like in uh, uh, you know in the in the Canton Akron Airport and pick up. Uh, Andrus and both of you guys yeah, come back. Yeah, and, and we'll go down and eat there some we go. barbecue. Eat some barbecue. Yeah, I'll treat, good. man. I'll <laughs> treat both of you guys. Absolutely. All right, I'll, I'll talk Honestly. to Chip about that. I'll, I'll get yep. him right on that. Quest Diagnostics uh, is going to give free flights to me and Andrus. That's, yeah. that's going to be nice of him. Just make sure I'm in town and I'm not traveling. All right. Well, that's what. That's never. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping after this week it slows down at least for a couple of weeks, man. I need. I need a yeah. rest. Gotcha. But, but yeah, come down, man. I'd, I'd love to take you guys out to eat some barbecue. And we got, surprisingly, uh, to be in the middle of the country, we got some of the best Cajun food around. Ooh, I love Cajun food. Mm -hmm. And welcome to the Flight Test Food Community food Network. <laughs> right. Ooh, I love, I love me some crawfish. Hey, we love food, man. Ooh, I had all this, about the food. Wendy and I went out to dinner the other night. I had this Rasta pasta. It was like... Uh, it was fettuccine and over it was shrimp and, and peppers and onions and garlic in this jerk sauce. It was oh, so I bet that was good. good. Oh my god, it was good. A food test. Yeah, the food test. <laughs> food test. Hey, I, food I, test. I think That's I could do name. that. Food test. Uh, food fest. Yeah, I like it. Oh, can we have a yeah, Arrow Geek 16 says, can we have a banquet at Flight Fest East 18? Yes, let's do it. Yes. Challenge even. <laughs> Jim will bring the lobsters. Yes, he will. And and he just left too. Yeah, I'll did. bring the dumplings. Oh, okay. Bring them. <laughs> Always ready. We'll have to stop right. at Chick-fil-A in the morning, though, and get some of those little oh, Chick-fil-A sure. biscuits. Oh, my God. Those things are so good. Edible plane challenge. El edible plane challenge. Well, let's see. Uh, oh, um, yeah. Our, uh, Peter. Uh, Peter, yeah. Made a edible plane. Yeah. <laughs> so did, uh, so did, oh, God, RC Good, um, Ring Boo RC. So did those guys. Oh, did I haven't seen that one? They, they made about it like gingerbread cookies. It didn't go well. <laughs> yeah, well, Peter didn't go real good, but it, it did fly for a minute. Oh yeah, it was like a giant nut ball. Tortilla. I mean, he, he had to launch it off of a or drop it off of a phantom one. You know? Yeah, he had to drop <laughs> it off. It's like halfway cheating right there. 
That's yeah, definitely uh, that wasn't uh, halfway. That was all the way to you. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, uh, all the way to you. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. There, there really right, is no... Oh, bring back the breakfast bomber. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. I, I'm I, I'm building one right now, so uh, this is my, my next torch right here. Oh, yeah. Mine's sitting over <laughs> there. I got the wing sitting there. The fuse is sitting over there. I haven't finished it up, and I really need to. I love that airplane. That's a great airplane. It's a big airplane. It's a nice. I, I just love the way it flies. Yeah. Thinking about it, I've actually never flown a scorch. What? What? Son. <laughs> we uh -oh. need to fix that. I, I, I just never flown one. I guess. It is a, oh, it's a baby doll of an airplane. It, it's, it's, it's a great airplane. So much fun. You can just do silly stuff with it all day long. I bet, yeah. One time I saw some guy power his off of a Blue Wonder. Like a tiny little... What? Go! I, yeah, I guess crazy. You, I mean, they will fly ridiculously slow. They will. <laughs> Matthew Allen says he has a fleet of them to serve breakfast Saturday morning. Uh, he'll. We'll all need helmet trays, though. The <laughs> <laughs> bucket. The bucket on your head. Just tie that sucker on, and then just run around. There you go. I want French toast. <laughs> French toast. Combine that. Combine the breakfast with like the, uh, the giant claw thing they had on the quad. You oh got, yeah, like, absolutely. Breakfast buffet, you know? <laughs> that that was a cool episode. I like that one's fun. The claw. Yeah. So are are, are are you? I mean, since since you're still in contact with them, do you uh, do you maybe help with some ideas for episodes and stuff like that? Still yet or? Not really. I never really no. came up with any episode ideas. I guess that's something I gotta work on too. Yeah, I think you should because you you know you're pretty imaginative. You got you know you got a lot of talent. I don't know why they wouldn't listen to you know what what you'd want to see. Yeah, next year we'll see. What would you want to see? Some fun. That is a great question. That's why I asked it. There you go. That Patty's pretty fart smelling. Yeah, yes. You know, I really, I really like the old sort of challenge episodes. There's something with the challenge, or their thing uh, uh, within a certain amount of time to do a specific task, and then seeing which can do it the best. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, there you go. So like that. Test, you and Stefan in a slap test, <laughs> a slap <laughs> challenge. Yes, that needs no to thanks. happen. He has that much needs to happen. You, yeah, but you're you, 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 you can outfly Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> and outbuilding. Wait, you said like slap. Where does the slap come into the whole flying thing? Oh, did, did you have you never have seen you the old? Uh, oh, at, like the, at the end. Okay, never mind. I thought you meant the, just straight the up David slapping. Vincent versus Shadow. No, 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 no. You like, have to do something, and then whoever wins okay. gets it's the just <laughs> Chinese, uh, Chinese tennis or whatever it's called. Like where you just slap each other's hands until you can't go anymore? Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Nothing like okay, that. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm not volunteering for that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, the, the, the old challenges was great, you know. Um, Arrow Geek was just saying, 
you know, how good they were. And, and I really like some of the older stuff from, you know, when they were trying to do crazy stuff like the cinder block airplane and yeah. Franken plane and just all that kind like stuff. Josh making the mailbox fly. You know? that was yeah, silly. that was cool. That was cool. Yeah, that was silly. I liked it. You know, a plane that's carrying the transmitter that controls the plane. But we have another transmitter that controls servos that's controlling the transmitter on the plane. Oh, now there's a challenge. <laughs> that's actually awesome. <laughs> Compounding latency. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how much latency would be there. DSMX is what, 11 milliseconds? So really only 22 milliseconds. Which, yeah, which is much. still pretty pretty low. Well, yeah, I guess you yeah. have to factor in the servos. But, but then you have to do another uh, limbo challenge. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it, it can't be hard to do at all, right? Dude, and then plus a really <laughs> laggy FPV system. Could you imagine, like, just trying to dial in the stick movement on, on your transmitter to match the stick <laughs> movement in the transmitter that's transmitting to the plane? That'd that, be that would be ridiculous. That would be insane. Or if they just have the transmitter flying in another plane that's controlling a separate plane without the transmitter, something like that. Yeah, that I'm not sure what you said there, how that worry didn't really make sense to like, my brain, but I like two, it. <laughs> two separate. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Crazy idea. Yeah, that's awesome. So your P40, I assume that's going to be foam board. Yeah, for sure. So, so when you when you built your P thirty eight and the one hundred nine was sorry, I just kind of changed directions there. Um, Squirrel. Yeah, exactly. Um, do, were those just kind of like a like internal former skin with a foam board, or was it more of a fold and fly kind of thing? Uh, nope, it was the the first one. Okay, gotcha. It had like a, a center piece basically that went along the whole fuselage, and then formers that slid onto it. And then basically just on the form. So yeah, okay. exactly what you said yeah. the first time. Okay, cool. Were, cool. Especially the P38 was pretty challenging too because I didn't even know how to use CAD then. So everything was by hand and that was just a pain. Wow. Absolute oh, pain. Wow, dude. Like if yeah. I had the you know if I had the ability to, to draw it up in CAD I could have done that whole thing like maybe half the time. So it would have been a lot easier. Plus, I just got a 3D printer, which is going to be super nice for the, uh, you know, whatever future builds I do. Because there's so many little parts, easy to, you know, drop on the computer real quick and print out. Rather than trying to make it out of, you know, whatever you might have laying around. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Wow. Well, I'm kind of out of questions. I I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for sharing, Pat. Well, you know, I'm just saying. I mean, put it out there. Okay. Well, so, then. Yeah. So so let's go ahead and wrap this thing up then. Yeah, I was going to say on that note, I think it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> literally literally time, time to go, to go. Yeah. but uh yeah andrus thanks so much for coming on buddy um 
anytime you want to come on and talk or have a good time or, or whatever you want to do, man, let us know. We've been more than happy to have you back on. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. A- absolutely. Yeah, thank you, thank you, buddy. I'm, I'm really glad you came on. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, you've been on our... to... What's I'm that? just sad I didn't get to talk to Joel. <laughs> you couldn't make it. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, I think he had some uh, some friends in town, and they were doing something. So. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah, Joel likes to pretend he has or friends he other like than him. us. <laughs> he probably he's probably over at, at Disney World just enjoying himself. All he's doing. Yeah, he, his life's his vacation. Yeah, living in Orlando. I know. Yeah, living, living next to uh, Disney has to be pretty annoying sometimes. Go with all the fireworks. I mean, it's probably cool like the first month you're living there, but after a while. I yeah, don't know. I, they're there I, all the time. They're there all the time. <laughs> so, all right, anyway. man. Um, good luck with with your school this year. Um, you know, I, I'm guessing you do pretty well grade wise. Is that like a rhetorical question? Or? <laughs> no. Well, you were supposed to answer in one way or the other. Okay. You <laughs> So, so you uh, are yes. Okay, you, you are at school. I figured yeah. as much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine him doing very bad in school, just seeing everything that he's done. You know, pretty, outside of school. So pretty talented guy. Thanks. Yeah. Yep. Very. And we look forward. You know, uh, again, hopefully, yes. The invitation is always open for uh, for you to you know be at flight test and working there and and all that. I mean. I think they'd be crazy to let somebody like you not come out there and work. So Mike, Mike just uh, Mike just opened flight test up to you indefinitely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mike. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah I, I think they should. I think they'd be crazy if they didn't take you every chance they got. Absolutely. And I'm sure I'm sure Josh feels the same way. So you know, in the rest yeah, Josh has mentioned to me a couple of times that I should just drop out of high school work there for the time, but I'm like. Yeah, my dad would be pretty mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dad, I, I'm 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 not gonna go to college. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna work. It, yeah, I'm not even gonna finish high school. Yeah, yeah it's just gonna I don't think it's necessary. It's it's, it's 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 just not for me, Dad. Yeah, it's just not for me, Dad. Yeah, I bet that would go over like a lead balloon. I, I drive out to Ohio and, and knock you around if I had to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. Anyway, um, again, Andrus, thanks so much for being on. Uh, Pat's always good having you with us, buddy. Um, good to be here, bud. Absolutely. And uh, to all of the people that are watching and the people that will listen, uh, however they listen, uh, thanks again for listening to no, us. Hang on, crazy hang on. People. Before Uh-oh. we go away, um, huh? apparently RC After Hours is now live. So, oh, so Chris, Mike, Andre, and you guys, I can't believe oh, you're yeah. doing a night they're, podcast. They're, they're live. Let's see. Hang on. Yeah. I'll have so to go on the uh, live stream and have a little bit. Chris, wait, wait, Mike, wait. Andre, <laughs> you guys are doing a night podcast. Oh, wait. That's, that's us. us. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing, Pat? <laughs> I usually don't know. Oh, they're doing the Bushmule review tonight. 
really on the fence about it, you know, with those windows and stuff. Yeah. We've seen the one. Where, where's Coolidge? The Lex, uh, Innovation one with the clear windows. You guys should just take their full podcast and put it out before they do. What, well, oh, here's what I'm thinking. Hilarious. We we should do like a a mystery science uh, 2000 kind of thing where we just comment on their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, here goes Andre again talking about his F-16 that he crashed. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to log in under fake emails and then and then post random stuff. You know, so they don't know who it is. Oh no, I would want him to know it was me. <laughs> Absolutely, I'd want him to know it was me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, well, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Guys, thanks for listening. Uh, to everyone out there, uh, just stay safe, keep looking up, and blue skies. We'll see you next time on the Flight Test Community Podcast. Take care, all. See you. I'm Andres. Thanks. See you, everybody. Good night. Yeah.